Welcome to the Venari podcast and the next episode in our Chief Commercial Officer series. I'm joined today by Greg Ganjami, who was recently Chief Commercial Officer at Bordax Bio. Greg's career began in sales at 3M and Synovian, where he spent 13 years, eventually becoming VP of Sales. Since then, he's down, founded and exited organizations and had numerous sales and market access roles. Greg also currently runs a networking group, Joined Together, to support executives in making their next move. In the podcast today, we're talking about the role of a CCO, mobilizing a team to succeed, and long-term commercial strategies. Hi, Greg. Welcome Hi. to the Ferrari podcast. Hi, Joe. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really pleased to have you here. So, Greg, perhaps we could start. Tell us a little about your career to date. I've been very blessed, Joe, to be able to touch all parts of commercial. So I've done everything from carry the bag, which is super critically important in a commercial organization, to sales, marketing, market access. I have deep roots there, operations, trade, contracting, manufacturing, and sales operations decision support. So throughout that career and uh, in the different positions you've had, you, you must have been involved in product launches multiple times. What lessons have you learned from those launch uh, periods through, throughout the career? Launching a product if you is one of the most exciting things you can do because it's all the preparation in advance to bring that product to the market. You need to have your a really strong economic and clinical value story aligned at launch. You need to know where you're going to play and what positioning you're going to occupy in the marketplace. And then that that really feeds into your market access approach. I'm, I'm somewhat biased on the market access side because I do think you need to be able to represent your brands to the payers because the field and the customer are going to want to navigate that in an easy as a situation as possible. The other part is I think you, you have to build really robust plans. And then the first day of launch, it's all about feedback and responding to what the market's telling you. Because yeah. you can have the greatest idea in the world in the boardroom, but if you don't have a plan that's in touch with customers, you're going to learn. And when you hear of places that you have traction, getting in and doubling down on those areas and those marketplaces, being nimble in launch is such a critical part of success. The last lesson, there is no substitute for your leadership team to be in the field at launch, looking at the selling process and the in customer engagement process with a with a little bit of a different set of eyes than field leadership to be able to bring that feedback and context back. When you do that, you could flex and yeah. you could maximize because it's the first 18 months of your brand's trajectory that's going to determine you know, your overall success of launch. As I understand it, you run this uh, networking group as well, joined together, and that helps uh, people network with other like-minded executives. Tell us a bit more about the group and how you formed it and, and what its purpose is. So when Bodex Bio, we had launched a hospital-based product during the pandemic, we had a challenging launch, to be frank. Um, and then ultimately, even though we were meeting our revenue goals as the board had set for us, you know, funding became a challenge. So we ended up powering down the commercial team. The join together group, the group you're referring to, started as an offshoot of just supporting the team, saying, how can we help get a job? How can we go to our next opportunity? And, and, and the objective of the group is really simple. It's to polish our skills, work together, be joined together, and help each other network into companies, and then polish our resumes, our LinkedIn presence, uh, build capabilities and support for the team, and truthfully, be encouraging. Because if anyone has been out there looking for work, 
it have as a result of a downsizing it's um it can be a very isolating and lonely place and, and and it's been very rewarding as i myself am looking for my next opportunity i'm doing consulting on the side but i'm also in the same process so i'm looking to help people along the pathway if anyone watching the podcast is interested in joining um please reach out to greg or we'll put a, a link in the comments as well um so yeah lots more detail there with that model in mind helping out like-minded individuals do you have any advice for aspiring chief commercial officers? I think that the, the role of the chief commercial officer can, can be multifaceted. In some organizations, you, your CEO might be externally facing, working with investors, working with the marketplace, and the chief commercial officer may be inward facing, which is focused on the commercial operations and solely there. In other organizations, it could be very different. So understand the role of the chief commercial officer. And then if you're a head of sales, a head of market access, and that's where you aspire to be, Act like it. Think globally. It's more about how do you potentiate the team? How do you help the team become better? And sometimes it's challenging the team in, in, in a positive way. Folks should, you should challenge a concept or an idea, but never a person. Somebody should never feel threatened personally. You should always create that safe harbor. And I would say if you want to take those roles and have a, a go into the C-suite with that mindset, then you need to model that now. And, and if, when you do that, having strong organizational presence will be noticed. You'll have better outcomes. And here's the other thing that'll happen. You'll help develop the people who work with you and under you to be better leaders because then they'll think like you do. That's the one thing. The second thing I think is so important is the, the power of mentorship and sponsorship. Mm. Um, finding a good mentor, finding somebody you can who can help invest in you and grow you professionally it is it's such an important part of our own professional development that I would strongly encourage folks to do that as well. Let's go back to the idea of uh, talking about launches and and how to get that right. When, and perhaps more importantly, how do you go about building a commercial team ahead of a launch? And what does building that great culture look like for you within that launch period? Hiring a great team, and that's where folks like you come in, you know, it, beyond your own personal network, because when you work with people you know, there's something about getting in a room and knowing each other's ebb and flow, your cadence, um, and, and being able to act. You have to be mindful, though, that you don't become a click. You have to be inclusive of a culture. And it's not the first person that came in. The culture is the last person that came in. Because you should build on the diversity of the strengths of the team. So I think word of mouth and connecting with your network is important. Finding great recruiters who understand what you're looking for and working with a few. I prefer... Firms like yours, retain search firms. If you're honest about what your culture is and what, what are the non-negotiables, folks who come and join you should feel very comfortable with that. And then the last thing is you have to live it. You can't say it and then not do it because it's all about trust in a launch. You want people to give you bad news, Joe. You want people to feel comfortable to say, this isn't working or what are we doing? And also you want like, hey, this is a great job, but you know, you need to have build that trust in a culture allows you to do that. And if you don't model that, you won't get it. And the other part of that question was timing. What do you think about that? Yeah, in a commercial organization, you wanna bring on your, your CLT. You bring on the chief commercial officer, sometimes 24, 30 months prior to an approval, because you wanna have a commercial point of view when you're starting to do things like build your phase three endpoints. You wanna look, the HEOR story with the brand today is a critical, important requirement. You can't you can't wait two years into launch to pull HEOR data. 
you need to data mine it from your phase three B, phase three A and phase three B work. And then you'd want to bring on your VP of marketing and market access, probably in the 24 month range, your VP of operations or head of operations as well. Mm. In a small company, you also need to have folks who are very comfortable with, with, you know, talking the strategic talk, but then doing the tactical work because it becomes budgets, you know, in, in larger companies with larger brand budgets, you can afford to diversify and have stratification of roles, not in the smaller companies. The last part, Joe, it all comes down to money. It all comes yeah. down to how well financed the company is and, and are these strategic invest investments it wants to make and can afford. And as a, as a head of commercial, you need to be very mindful of that. But let's look towards the future. What trends in commercial strategy from both big pharma and small biotech do you think we'll see more of in the coming years? I love this question because it speaks to the, the, the evolution of just the world. We live in a day today that everything is faster, digitalized. So any company today has to have an omni-channel approach. And a company can be uber successful with an omni-channel approach because some folks are going to reach with personal promotion. But they're going to, there's an increasing number of individuals where non-personal and conferences and other like third-party data advocacy groups are, are critical to the brand. The last part I would say is the emerging trend is you really need to know what your access strategy is from a patient acquisition standpoint. You need to understand how you're going to have the patients access your therapy up front. You can't just wait to see what happens. You need to have those plans baked day one at launch because the customer won't forget it. Thanks, Greg. Really great to have you on the Venari podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Joe. My pleasure. Great seeing you.